This is the Regional Artist Spotlight Podcast. The Regional Artist Spotlight. From Flash Entertainment and Virgin Radio 104.4. It's here, another month, September. We've got someone new to introduce you to here on Virgin Radio. Michelle, it's great to meet you. Welcome to Virgin Radio. Yay! <laughs> Welcome, Michelle. I'm so excited. Um, so, so you're currently in Dubai, but you were originally born in Lebanon. Oh my gosh, I recently went to Lebanon. What a beautiful place. Did you? It is. It really is. It's such a shame what's happening now, but yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, born and raised there, and then I've been in Dubai for four years. Wonderful. So your musical journey, it started here in 2019. Um, it did. From what we've been reading, where did this begin? What's the story? Congratulations. It's Thank kind of new. Yeah. I am. I am. I'm actually surprised <laughs> as to where I am today, to be honest. Wow. Like, this is uh, definitely on my bucket list to be on Virgin Radio. So um, I've been singing really since I was a child, but I since a child. I sound like I'm 50, but... <laughs> <laughs> when I was young! I was, when I was young, <laughs> back in the old days. <laughs> um, well, actually, like when I was three, four, something around that time, and uh, I was always very shy. So I would never really do anything about it. I always had like this major stage fright. I literally, any, anybody would ask me to sing for them. I would freak out, I, was, I would shake, I would become all red. I would ask oh. them to turn around, close their eyes. And then um, I came here, I had, a, I had a job at the Kit Kat factory actually at Nestle. Wow, and, um, taking yeah, those Kit Kats home. <laughs> oh my God, I, had, I, was, I was eating so much Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? What, was your, what, was your, what, what industry, what job were you in, in, in Nestle? Um, I, was a, I was a lab analyst in the quality assurance team. So I'm oh, a scientist wow. at heart. Stop it. You are a chocolate tester. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it's one of the jobs. <laughs> is like your chocolate tester she's a scientist wow yeah um because i studied food biotechnology as my master's and i'm a nutritionist as well um but i decided to kind of like she she did that. it right so if you went to your parents and said i want to be a singer they would be like you know finish your degree yeah. first become a scientist exactly. so she became exactly. a scientist first and now you're exactly. doing your yeah, other path. <laughs> Exactly, hundred percent. I mean, to be to be fair, I will give them the credit because all I wanted to do was actually singing when I was uh, younger. Um, and I will never forget when I had uh, math exams and I had to, to study for them. Me and my mom would fight all the time because I'm very bad at math. As creative, <laughs> I think it's like a universal thing, and uh, I would just freak out and, and do like these tantrums, throw these tantrums of I don't want to do this. I want to go to conservatory. But, uh, you know, as the good old-fashioned Arab household, they will tell you to have a backup plan, which I'm glad they did. Mm. Um, I'm glad I listened to them. <laughs> so so how did that musical journey begin? So you came here in 2019 and then you worked at the Kit Kat yeah. factory. It's a big transition. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is. Um, I I loved working at the Kit Kat factory, but I still felt this thing that like I wanted I wanted to do something about music. I didn't want to like regret it later on in my life. And I have a friend who was born and raised here who told me about uh, open mics, basically open mic nights. And I started going to the one at Pizza Express um, with uh, Go Play the World. And I think everybody kind of like started there. They're kind of like a staple to In JLT, right? Uh, it was the one in Business Bay, but oh, I think really? they were in JLT at the time. Yeah, they had moved to Business Bay, which was literally in front of my house. I had no excuse. I was like, really? I have to go. I have to do it. So I'll never forget the first day my friends took me. I was shaking. I was so nervous. But then from there, I... I kind of like told myself I need to go every single week, if not like two times a month. Yeah. And I started doing that, started becoming very comfortable. And then um, <clears throat> one day there was a, 
I was following the artists here. So one of them was Moflo, actually. Moflo and his brother, AY, were the first people I knew uh, who were artists here really? uh, that I followed. And they had this competition that they were doing with Big Hass for D3 Unplugged in Design District uh, to kind of open up for Hamza ha- Hamzawi at the time. And so I was like, okay, why not? Although I had literally no hope whatsoever, I just posted it on my Instagram and they contacted me. They were like, you have to, I mean, you were the winner, you have to come. And that was, I think, January 2019. It was my first performance as not open mic. And from there, everything just was so quick. I met AY, he became like the producer of my very first songs. We did a lot of work together, I still are. And um, yeah, from there, it just picked up really quickly. Wow. Well, we want to basically get to know you through your music. We can tell how passionate you are. Um, so can we start by using a song which I think this was released a year ago, All For Me? Yeah, beginning of this year, I think. I'm not actually, honestly, with COVID, I have no idea for 2020, 2021. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. It's all a blur. You might be right. <laughs> you were saying, don't let go. Always holding me so close. Say you're mine all the time. Um, yeah, All For Me was actually one of the first songs that I've ever written. I just released it quite uh, late later on. Um, it is from personal experience, but at the same time, I, I like to exaggerate a bit more to really give it more feeling. Um, basically, it's just about um, a toxic relationship where the person says that what everything they do is for you, like they gaslight you, basically. <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. That, that's what it is. We yeah. can all relate to that, right? <laughs> At some point. Unfortunately. <laughs> it's, but seriously, it is the best thing that happens to you once once you like on once you're on the other side and you can see it from an objective perspective. I think uh, you come out a much stronger person because you you that's know it. it will never happen again. <laughs> yep, pretty, I hope so. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and does writing music about it like does that almost like help you with realizing the situation and like putting closure on it i guess oh my god i so i'm someone who does not talk about her feelings at all unless i'm really comfortable with the person Mm. so i found that through my music i was able to really talk about things that i've never talked about so i have other songs that are very personal very i really am literally saying i'm depressed basically when i'm depressed that was during covid (laughs) i'm all good now (laughs) no i i can totally relate i did the same with poetry actually and i don't really talk about my feelings except through poetry and singing's very similar what's that like for you guys then as people who um don't like to share their emotions (laughs) like them being out there suddenly everybody knows everything and how does that make you feel is it terrifying or is it brilliant for me now it feels like it, it was a different person. It almost feels exactly. like it's, so it was a different era, a different person. I can't even read some of the poetry now because mm-hmm. I feel like it was it was a, just a different stage and I'm almost <laughs> embarrassed when people read that poetry. And, <laughs> and I'm sure it's the same for you. People probably ask you all the time, did you go through that? Yeah, no, definitely. I completely agree with you because um, basically there's uh, one pack that I released back in May and the pack was two songs that were really about how I was feeling during COVID. I was just fed up of everything. I went to see my parents who are back home. So I was just like, one of the songs is actually called Please Don't Try Me because I was just like on the verge of going crazy on everybody. And uh, now that I listen to them, um, I'm just like, oh my God, this is so cringe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but to like, be fair, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, no, but it was at the time it was a good thing 
that happened because it was very cathartic. I just let them out. And now I don't listen to it anymore. The only problem is when I actually have to perform them live. I'm like, oh, I'm too. Because I don't know how to love, how to touch another one when all I want is you to be enough. I don't know how to be free. I don't know how I believe the way that you looked at me. We love how your songs all have this signature Michelle vibe, right? But they're also very, very different, some of these songs that you've, uh, you've put out over the past few years. Very experimental as well. Where does that come from? What, what makes you do that? Go down that road. That's such a good question. Um, honestly, I don't know. I just like to experiment a lot because I think I haven't quite yet... Um, found my sound and at the same time i just listen to a lot of different music wow. so i like to i like to kind of experiment still until i really find the music i don't like to box myself which is like the cliche thing that every artist will say nowadays but <laughs> it's true um so yeah i've been trying to to really try out everything except for things that i really don't like which you will never hear me on a metal track <laughs> uh, what about seeing your your eyes that's one of your new songs is that one of your favorite tracks and where did the direction for that come from it is it definitely is one of my favorite tracks i'm very very proud of it it's very different than everything i've ever done and it started with uh, jay wood who's the producer mm-hmm. and um, basically we kind of linked up he was like um, let's do a song together i went in and i went to his studio but before that, he had given me kind of like a homework to do, to just write something that just comes out of the heart, whatever I want to write, write about. And I wrote at the time about Lebanon because I was there and I was leaving. And then I go, I send him the small demo voice note and he just does something over it that I have no idea how he did because his style is extremely different than mine. And I, I like to say that we kind of like met halfway between his style of music and mine that see in your eyes kind of came out. I don't think I would have ever been able to kind of produce something like this you you really have to click with the producer so i found myself i, I like to meet them first and to talk to them and see if we would get along if there's someone who you know, will listen to what you have to say because you have some producers who i haven't worked with anyone who's like that but i've heard mm. that some producers will kind of um, empower, like put their their sound on you and, and impose their opinion and not really listen to the artist. So I like to kind of it being not just me coming in and saying, I want this, this and that, but kind of like a relationship where we can talk, we can even, um, sometimes a producer will also be kind of like a therapist because <laughs> they, they will ask you questions at the beginning and talk about things. And then slowly you're like, what am I doing? Why am I sharing all of this? Yeah. Tell us about your toxic that, relationship. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. So how were you raised as a child? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this song sounds like it needs to be on a film soundtrack. I mean, the epic, they are drops. They are huge drops in this song. Who decided to go in that direction? How did you feel? Because it's not the R&B sound that, you know, we heard from you before. It was it was all Jay Wood. I'll give him all really? the credit because... I heard it the first time and I was like, okay, mm, I'm not sure how I feel about this. It sounds very dubstep-ish, like electronic. Um, but 
because I'm very open-minded and I like to experiment, I was like, okay, let me give it a try. Let me go again to the studio, record. I recorded my parts. We wrote the lyrics together. And then he sent it to me, the first mix. And I was like, this is so sick. No. So not something that I would do. I would have never, I would have never thought that I would like something like this with my voice on it. But I think that it works because there's like the softness in my voice and the chaotic mess of the track itself that kind of like work together in some way. And I know, and I The whole team here really misses seeing live music. Um, and so as a performer, you must feel the same. You've done music festivals. We've seen you uh, win competitions. We've seen you at the fridge and stuff like that. How has it been not being on the stage for you over the past 18 months? Um, so I'll be very honest. I, I didn't miss it until I got on stage. Really? <laughs> because I always used to say I'm going to be more of a releasing artist rather than a performing artist. So I, I would always put more effort into how to release the song, the visuals around it. But then when the fridge happened and I, I organized the whole thing with the backdrops and the music and everything that's like set together, I, I walked on stage and I performed and how people were reacting. I was like, oh, I think I want to do this every single day. Yeah, wow. So now I miss it. But before, I honestly, I, I was very indifferent to it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and do you get stage frights? So not anymore as much as before. So I get the, the first, um, let's say, 20, 30 seconds when I'm starting and everybody's quiet, just staring at me. And then I kind of get in the zone and I'm like, okay, this is my song. Let me let me remind myself where I was when I wrote this song. Everything just goes away. Weirdly enough, I would have never thought that would ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to, obviously, Flash Entertainment, we, we partner up with those for the Regional Artist Spotlight every single month. Um, if we were going to put you on a stage, say in Abu Dhabi, say on their big stage, mm-hmm. yeah, and all these people are in the audience who've never seen you mm-hmm. live before, maybe maybe yeah. heard a couple of songs. What would you like them to take away? What would what would you want them to leave knowing about you? Uh, that I will be the person who will make them cry, even if they didn't want to. <laughs> oh wow! You've been burnt bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's really weird. I always say this. I have never, um, I mean, up until like a few months ago, I've, I had never been in love. I had never been heartbroken. So all of these are just like small experiences here and there, but they're so exaggerated that I'm, I'm fine. I'm not, I'm not heartbroken. I'm but not how does that work? <laughs> how do you go to those Honestly, places? Um. So, because the thing is, each song has its own inspiration. There's one song that actually is just based off a dream completely. There's no emotion that came from me. And weirdly enough, I wrote it in five minutes because I, at the time, I was uh, inspired by, for example, how much I missed my parents. Um, When it's about a love kind of story, it's, it's more about experiences that I've had before and then I tried to go back to how I was feeling at the time because I mean I am human at the end of the Mm -hmm. day I obviously was feeling really sad one day when something bad happened with a guy (laughs) but um, yeah I tried to like hold on to that thought and feel how I felt at the time and kind of like write it down Um, yeah honestly I don't know I'm sometimes I surprise myself sometimes That's an incredible <laughs> no, skill. Like, I'm not trying to brag, but... Yeah, <laughs> no, you're like, I'm so dramatic sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I love it. We, we, in the studio, we call that salt and pepper. We salt and pepper everything. Oh, like, over-dramatize yeah. it. Any story yeah. that's slightly boring, just yeah. put some salt and pepper on it. Over-dramatize it. That's fine. Um, the song Glad would be so amazing to see live. Yeah. What was it oh, like making that song? 
Uh, it was so much fun, actually. I, I made it um, based like on a YouTube beat because that was how I kind of like started my whole wow. creative process. Even All For Me is actually a YouTube beat, um, funny enough. I'm glad you see the part of me when I wake up in the morning feeling so complete. I'm glad you see I kind of created Glad over YouTube Beats and went to AY and I was like, I want to make this song, but I don't want to go with YouTube Beats anymore. So I'm going to make you listen to it once and then you do your thing. And he did. And then we were working on it. It took a few months. And then one day he's like, something's missing. I feel like I need to give it to someone. And I think Adam Nabil would be great on it. So I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, I'd love to collaborate. I always love collaborating. Um, he sent it to him. He sent it back to me. I heard it, I was like, oh, damn, okay, yeah, that was like the salt and pepper that I needed. <laughs> <laughs> the you seasoning. All you need the seasoning. <laughs> the spice. <laughs> so you give it right, yeah, right. Hold it down till I make the flight, yeah. I stay in sharp like a samurai. So, yeah. No, I actually love that song. There's someone who, who sent me once uh, on Instagram that, she, she it was her wedding and she danced her first dance on that song I was like what oh that's crazy so wow. yeah amazing moment. it's so beautiful and it builds and you get really into it and then you have the feature you get a little bit of mm-hmm. a bit of rap it's it's so sick i told people the same way when it was you i ain't ashamed i know it ain't the same but i promise you 